Anthony for three. Guys, I'm so distraught right now. You know we had to talk about this. The Mad Good Nick Show has to bring you guys some pretty devastating news regarding KP and pretty much the whole entire franchise as a whole. KP is out for season into next season with a torn ACL. Guys, what do you think? One word expression. The Knicks. That's two words. We'll take Knicks. We'll take Knicks for 500. Alec. <laughs> uh, scared. Traumatized would be my word. Mm. Um, going forward, guys, how do you see this playing out for the rest of the season? How do you see KP's injury affecting us? Uh, hopefully the rest of the team is uh, demotivated. So therefore oh, we God. tank. It's, yeah, I mean, it's hard to see them winning any games, <laughs> honestly. Like, it's not, yeah. and, and KP, not only physically was he just imposing on the court, but this was the direction of the franchise yeah. that just went south <clears throat> because it's an ACL injury. He's out for one calendar year, well into All-Star break 2019. So this has huge implications. I think all of us kind of had that terrible feeling in our stomachs and gut as soon as he grasped his knee hoping for the best we got the worst yeah we we truly did get the worst but all of us on set here have been knicks fans for over two decades and as knicks fans we can always find optimism in the smallest things no i can't yes we can guys no, and no, i'm no, gonna I, tell no, you no, how. I, no. How? how so this is me just being optimistic here but maybe this is what we needed to jumpstart the franchise we were in a in a we were caught up in limbo this season. It seems like at some points they were trying to fight for the playoffs. Playoffs was was a talk <laughs> among the locker room. Cantor said it several times. Jack even said it. Tim Hardaway said. Yeah, they I mean, were we could compete with almost any team out there. We, we could. could, but we weren't right, and that was the issue. A lot of the fan base had expected the Knicks to push towards a lottery pick to tank this season. So, you know. Yeah, so not intentionally, but not yeah. intentionally. But now this kind of propels that whole tank. You can you see it hard for us to win games going forward. Maybe that's a good thing. That's the if there was a silver lining. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so thin. I'm trying to bring you that. That might lining. be it, but you know what? In the grand scheme of things, I can't see how this is potentially good because regardless of whether KB was on the court or not, we were probably not making the playoffs the way this team was playing. Exactly. Thanks to Jeff Hornacek, right? Um, we might end up with probably five picks higher than what we exactly. maybe originally would have had. Who knows where that might end up. With that said, there might be a new rookie coming in alongside uh, Frank Nielakino, who hopefully develops more and whatever young, other young players that we have. That is still setting our franchise back a whole year. 
and there's no telling what KP is gonna be like when he comes back. So even that silver lining is cascaded with just a huge dark cloud that the Knicks happen to always find themselves under. We need offense. We need offense in that draft. We need someone that can just so come in. Low. Yeah. You know, guys, contribute. again, I'm gonna play the role of optimism here. I'm just as distraught as you guys are, and I'm not saying what I'm about to say is gonna be what's gonna happen or how it should play out, but there's a team in the NBA who for several years has gone through this exact moment. And Philly. they're the 76ers. Yeah, Philly. They have lost their star player who they have drafted several times throughout the course of the season. And you guys have seen where they're headed. They're projecting in the right direction. Granted, they may not have all the cap space available, just as we don't, but these picks, these top 10 picks that they've accumulated, we can kind of see where they're going and headed in the right direction. Do you think the Knicks could kind of finagle and try to take that blueprint and run with it, being that we do have a Tim Hardaway on the team, we do have Ennis Cantor, so we had a little bit more to offer than the Sixers did at their start. You know what I mean? They did have Embiid. They brought in Embiid. They brought in Okafor. They brought in Simmons. Fultz. I know um, Okafor and Fultz are bad examples at this point, but they still had those high-impact guys right away. That's You're talking top three picks. Yeah. Multiple top three picks. Right. And I can't see the Knicks grasping that next year because there's too many bad or this coming draft because there's too many bad teams out there already. Okay. So what about that, next season? That, that's out of the question. With next season... What's in play is Zion Williamson. Yeah. Hey, Second. Duke is looking doable. amazing. But is that not more doable? Here's the, here's the, here's the other Maybe thing, Maybe depending though. who we draft this year. Right. If we were to here's draft the a Trey Young, a damn Kevin Knox. You think we're going to uh, the <laughs> Keep this in mind. This is the last year that we're having the traditional lottery. That like just because we have the worst record does and not mean anything. But at the same time, if we end up with a very shitty record, we're still in play for the the next four teams that have similar really records. If there is a basketball god or gods, I stopped believing in that basketball god a long time ago. Oh, you can never stop believing in the basketball god. <laughs> I don't know. He likes Cleveland. For the a basketball guys. <laughs> but uh, listen, so if the the lottery does change next year and there are basketball gods. How amazing would it be if the lottery changes and the Knicks somehow find a way to get that first? But that's the thing. It's pick. like it's like what was I, I'm tired of banking on this bullshit, man. It's true. We're Knicks fans. We got to bank on bullshit. It's tough, but like KP was supposed to be that answer. You know, KP was supposed to be like, all right, this Hello? is the reset of our. No, no, no. But he was supposed to be the reset of our franchise, wow, where we where we reset. where we get to a point where okay, fine. All of a sudden, free agents start looking at us. All of a sudden, we start making decent trades, which Mills and Perry have started doing. All of a sudden, we start looking like an NBA franchise. KP was supposed to be the start of that. All of a sudden, he goes down, and now things are really resetting to a point where. I thought we were supposed to be a competitive team. I thought we were supposed to put yes, out a good, that was good the thing. product. We didn't have a, a we didn't have a clear focus. It, part of the team was was saying playoffs. Then then the the front office was saying yeah, but we're developing young talent. So so like this kind of makes that direction. And granted, the KP injury is a disaster. It's dreadful, and I feel for the guy. And I'm with all of the Knicks fans when I say that this may set us back. It may very well set us back. Or it just but, may set Beasley forward and that man will ball. <laughs> but this gives us a clear direction now. We know for sure this year we're not going to win any games. We know next year we're not going to win any games. So there, there's no way the Knicks can go into the offseason like, all right, 
well, we may try to finagle a trade here to get a player who can help us right now. That's not happening. They know they're not going to sign a player who's going to help them right now. We don't have the cap space to do so. We still have bad contracts to get rid of. This is a clear reset. Let's use this under the silver lining of KP being out as a blessing in disguise to help catapult our reset. We got to get rid of Noah's contract. We have to get rid of some of these veterans, right? Uh, Lee O'Quinn. We have to trade while their value is still high. We have to develop our young, uh, our young players. If we can get picks in return and try to milk this draft as much as possible, this could set us up potentially in the next four to five years with a roster full of under 26 year olds who can mesh well together. I, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, it's not like a lot of things have to fall in place. <laughs> uh, that's that's, the, that's the thing. Unfortunately, yeah. the Knicks haven't done anything this year right. or close to, they've maybe done like one, two glimmer of hope things this year that lead me to believe maybe that's the route they'll go. However, when you still have 45-year-old Jared Jack starting a point guard, for example, when you still have inconsistent minutes for your rookie point guard, when you still have position people being out of position or just not playing a quarter, i.e. Cantor in the fourth, when they should be, and management isn't doing anything about that. I know that's Jeff Hornacek's fault, but it went on too long for, for GM to not step in and maybe just say something. Nothing that they've done this year leads me to believe that they will take that silver lining path that you're talking about. I'm on board. I hope that that happens. Though. Well, let me ask you guys this. Can we all agree on the fact that Jeff won't be back next year? Yeah, that's probably... But what's the point of uh, getting rid of him if next year we're not really meant to win either? Like... Well, here's the thing. That reset. You gotta... You just said KP was supposed to be that reset. Maybe he is still that reset, but in a different way. Maybe him going down can solidify, okay, now it's okay for us to clearly push that reset button and for our fans to be completely okay with it. There's no way that they could have sold us pushing that reset button with KP as our star. A 22-year-old who is, you know, eclipsing a unicorn status, there was no way they could push that reset button with him being the face of the franchise still active on the court. With him out right now, they have a free pass to hit reset, get rid of Cantor, get rid of O'Quinn, get rid of Lee. As much as I don't want to get rid of Cantor, sell high. We can get a first-round pick for Cantor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, again, it's, it's to be determined. Nothing that they've done this year has led me to believe that they will make the type of moves that I hope that they make. So you don't have faith in, in, in Perry and Mills? I didn't, I didn't say that. I just Their actions have described that that's not the route that they would ideally okay. go for. Okay. I feel like to them, the pride of putting a, a culture of winning on the court means more to them than, than this rebuild that you're talking about, where if it's a Sixer-style rebuild, that's embarrassment. That's something... Perry, I don't think, would stand for. No, you're right. Well, the trade deadline just passed, so not much more we could do this season uh, except cut 45-year-old Jared Jack, which is probably not happening because he's going to remain the And I like you, Jack. I like we you as a Jack. guy. Yeah. You're great. And, and yeah, nothing positive things. Unfortunately, this is no longer the team for you. So I realistically, just guys, just Noah. I, I want to ask you guys this and get your thoughts on since we, we discussed a little bit about the future and what they should do going forward, we got to talk about the rest of this season. The next 25 games post-All-Star break, what should they do? Because I have a clear idea of what Jeff Hornacek should do. There's no saving your job, dog. I'm sorry, you're out. But what the GM should step in and play and say is, we need to get our young guards out there. Even start both of them together, if need be. Lee should be coming off the bench at this yeah. point. He serves no purpose starting. Um, Tim Hardaway... 
play him sparingly. I don't need him getting injured again. I need to see but he needs moments in there, there to learn the game. Because you he could does. see the other the other night, I forgot what team we were playing that. He put up a shot instead of resetting, and we lost Milwaukee. the game. Milwaukee, yeah. Yeah, that was a game that yeah. where uh, we, we lost because he forgot the amount of time we had. Well, guys, let me also just very quickly say this. This is the first year that... Tim Hardaway is really a legitimate starter in the NBA. So in the course of his career, he hasn't been a starter. Last year, he was coming off the bench for Atlanta Hawks. So it's going to take time for him to get adjusted into this role mm-hmm. and, and see what's really expected of him. It's unfortunate that uh, Tim Hardaway forces a lot of shots and gets thrown out of character mm-hmm. quite easily. In this stretch right now, he's really slumping. I would run the offense through Ennis Cantor inside out. Um just just to save face and make it look like we're trying to be competitive, I would run the offense through him and have Michael Beasley attack from perimeter because... As I mean, they're doing now, that without <laughs> without a choice because Tim Hardaway yeah. is so damn cold right now. Yeah. And it's on Courtney Lee's shoulders. It's on the veteran's shoulders. But, but what, I, what, I, what I did like that Jeff Hornacek Tough. started doing was... Speak up. Luke Cornett. Speak up. Isaiah Hicks. Here we go. Frank getting some sort of consistent minutes, even was though he Jeff's hasn't... Pres- What's that? Was that Jeff's doing? That was... We don't As we don't As much as we <laughs> could assume that was Jeff's doing. So that's something that I do like. Um, before we wrap it up, though, I, we got to talk about KP's final stat line yeah. for the year. How are we feeling about that? Uh, I predicted it. I just want to call it. I just want to put it out Did there. You know? We posted on Instagram. Um, you were the it, it was it was about it was about like a point off. Um, yeah. I predicted t- about twenty three points, six point nine rebounds. He hovered right around six point two. I said uh, two point one blocks. I think he was around two point four. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Two point four. Yeah. So leader in blocks. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was evident that that was the leap that he would make if he was consistent. Unfortunately, we saw the best of him and then the worst of him, and then we kind of got something in the middle. All in all, guys, KP, we wish you a happy, safe, successful journey back. And uh, hope you recover from your injury a lot faster and you come back stronger. Get on the phone with uh, Kobe, Russell, all these people that have gone through injuries but are still killers. Yeah, and, um, you know, hit up Jen Selter if you need some company. This is also good because he can't do much, so he's going to gain weight. That's another thing I heard. Clyde Clyde said that, my man. He should be able to get some muscles going. Cloud Frazier. Go All right, guys, Gucci, we'll let, you, let, let us know what you think in the comments of... Good to have you back, Jay. Let us know what you guys think in the comments of all of this about KP getting hurt, franchise moving forward. We'll be posting a bunch of these videos uh, over the next couple days, so uh, stick around. What's up, guys? This is your boy TK, a.k.a. John Legend, as you guys know. I want to thank you guys for watching, and please make sure you do subscribe. And if you like what you saw from previous episodes or if you just like our faces, make sure you hit that subscribe button below. But wait, please hit that like, comment, and share as well. I'll see you guys next time. Peace. What's going on, guys? It's your boy TK, Jay, far over top. (sighs) I don't want to talk. We have to bring to you, obviously, the most devastating news possible. KP is out for the season with the torn ACL. I'm Not crushed. only the season, he's out until next year. Yeah, until you're close right. Close to the All-Star game 2019. This type yeah. of injury could be franchise-altering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, career-altering for him. Uh, we've seen players just never come back oh the same. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry.
what happened? I mean, I know my book. I'm listening to Jay talking out the corner of my look, look. I see a mic over there and I look down at Jay's shirt. I kind of glance, I see forward. I look back at the screen and realize it must be me is the fool. <laughs> Yo, you guys should have seen that whole sequence. That's the funniest thing ever. God. I glance, I see a mic over there. I, I look at Jay, I'm like, all right, that rules out one of us. It can only be two. Oh dear God! I'm the idiot with no 